Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Time to talk some more football. The Chicago Bears, their win total at BetMGM right now, sitting there at six and a half. Matt Eberflus takes over as head coach. He was the defensive coordinator in Indianapolis last year. Luke Getze moves over. He was the Packers quarterback coach. But again, he's never called plays. Uh, He's been in the meetings with Matt LaFleur, with Adam Stenovich, also with um, a couple other different guys. But I don't know what he's going to be in year one. And then Allen Williams takes over as defensive coordinator. I'll let you go first here. The Chicago Bears. Six and a half wins. Last year, they go six and 11. 2020, they went 500, eight and eight. 2019, they went eight and eight. Year one under Matt Nagy, they did go to the playoffs. They lost in a heartbreaking fashion to the Eagles on the double doink from Cody Parkey. What would you do with the Chicago Bears win total? I think it's, uh, it's a, you look at this roster and it's rough, right? Uh, Dan Graziano visited Bears camp and went to, on our favorite Odyssey station actually, and said this. One thing that I took away from Bears camp was the excitement over the quarterback, and it was genuine. They really, really like and feel like they have the right guy in Justin Fields. That says a lot because this front office and coaching staff that drafted him. So this is not the front office and coaching staff that drafted him. So the impression that he's made on them seems very strong in terms of not just his ability, which I don't think was ever in question, but in the way that he works which, again, I don't think was ever in question, but they've been thrilled to have him. I think there's belief that they can build the right kind of group around him. So I guess a lot of this season is predicated on whether you think Justin Fields is going to be that guy with a very sub-optimal offensive line, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Let's rewind on Justin Fields from last year when he not only had to deal with a bad coach in Matt Nagy, but the consequence of a bad coach's decision, right? Remember, Matt Nagy thought Andy Dalton was the quarterback of the future. Matt Nagy was calling plays. And Justin Fields' first start, Matt Nagy was calling the playbook. That was was Andy Dalton or Nick Foles' playbook. That was the problem for Fields. You weren't really able to evaluate him last year because the play calling was so terrerible. They didn't do anything for any of his strengths. They just... uh, kind of showcased his weaknesses, to be, to right. be honest. So yeah. now you have a new system. You've got a new coach. You've got Luke Getze from Green Bay, who Aaron Rodgers seems to love. They've clearly stated that the, that the offense must be built around Justin Fields and must be tailored for Justin Fields' strengths. 
and he said that in an interview that if a player can't execute that, then we're going to, not going to have very much success. So for all intents and purposes, this is a brand new team, right? 30 players left in free agency, waivers, and trades. Yeah. You look at this roster, and it is definitely sus. Uh, you look at Darnell Mooney is the wide receiver one. I like Everything him. else, he's fine. He's But that's your wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that I necessarily would consider him to be a wide receiver one. I see him more like a wide receiver two. Yeah, that's fair. As a Packer <clears throat> fan, I would take him as wide receiver number one, though. I got to be honest with <laughs> well, you. I take St. Brown Aaron from Ro- Detroit, too. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see what Alan Lazard has to bring. But yeah, that's very fair. That's very fair. The weapon's not great. The offensive line, piss poor. Yep. Cole Komet say that. Fair, fair, failed to score a touchdown in 2021. I'm a homer, so I love me some Cole Komet, but yes. Byron Pringle had one good year in Kansas City. I uh, don't know much about Vellis Jones, who is a rookie. I kind of like him, but we'll see. He's, like you said, he's a rookie. Nikhil Harry. I'll tell you a little story about Nikhil Harry really fast. Okay. So, I've never heard one, so this will be good. <laughs> so Nikhil Harry uh, comes and becomes a, a, a Patriot, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was the same year as A.J. Brown. They draft him over A.J. Brown. Yeah. He goes and, and plays catch in a random field with Tom Brady. Tom Brady pulls up with his guy, who I know. I hear the story from the guy. Alex Guerrero? <clears throat> no. Uh, one of his assistants that does content for him. Okay. And they, you know, you've got Keneal Harry or Nikhil Harry, who's running routes. Tom Brady throws him some balls, and he's like, hey, man, I just got a, a alert. I got I to gotta get going. So Nikhil Harry leaves, and he tells his, his guy that he works with, he's like, this guy doesn't have it. This guy, we're not, I'm not throwing him. One ball immediately, this year. immediately, like yeah. like fifteen throws. No, I'm not, he's not getting the ball at all next year. So I know that he's got the the tools in terms of the physical tools. Six four could be a big addition, but it does appear that Tom Brady's out on Nikhil Harry. Uh, the verdict, it's not good. I don't feel um, the defense. The Bears are noted obviously for their defense, but they still lack skill players at these key positions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Bears bloggers are high on the new secondary with Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon and, and Jaquan Brisker showing promise. I'm sus. I'm just going to say it. Uh, six and a half wins total, like you said. You're looking at this schedule. I don't. I, I can't find seven wins. They, they, don't know, they don't exist. They do not exist, Ryan. All right, so six and a half. I didn't play the over, but I also wouldn't play the under. And I know that's a huge liability at BetMGM. You know, John Ewing obviously sends us the emails and Mm -hmm. I know that pretty much, I mean, it's a very, very popular bet and rightfully so, but I guess my case, and I tried to do this on 670, the score last week, uh, I was on and they were like, how do you even make the case for this team to go over? And they brought up the skill position players, the terrible offensive line, all the dudes you lose on the defensive side of the ball, Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman's gone. Mm -hmm. Akeem Hicks is gone. I mean, they lost some guys, but they won six games last year with Matt Nagy as their play caller and head coach. So six and a half does seem doable. So seven. Justin Fields, right? So let's go back to last year. At one point, it's hard to remember this. At one point last year, the Bears with Justin Fields won two straight games, and they were actually three and two. They were in second place in the NFC North, right behind the Green Bay Packers. Better record at the time than the Minnesota Vikings, who were super disappointing last year, which is why they've moved on from Mike Zimmer. But then after that, they kind of fell apart. Let's go back to, this is what I watched the other night because I'm a psychopath. Justin Fields, I really liked in the draft. I just wanted to see him end up anywhere other than Chicago because as a Green Bay fan, I didn't want to face him. Um, The first game, the game plan that they put together, I feel like Matt Nagy did not want to go to Justin Fields, right? That maybe that came from Ryan Pace because he was trying to save his job. 
They finished that game. I, I've never seen this, and I watch a lot of football. 1.1 yard per play. That was the lowest for any team since 2004. I was in grade school in 2004. That's what the Bears finished with. 1.1 yard per play with a quarterback like Justin Fields. Granted, it was his first start. They had 47 total yards of offense. That was their second lowest since 2000, since the year 2000. We haven't seen a team only you know, accumulate 47 yards of total offense in a game. Fields in that game finished with 68 yards on 6 of 20 passing and only 12 rushing yards, and he took nine sacks. Like, after the fourth, fifth sack, you figure Nagy's going to do something to protect his young quarterback, but no, he just let him get the crap kicked out of him back there. And that's why they didn't go to him, I figured, week one against the Rams. Because remember, I was like, I don't want to see Dalton. I don't want to see Foles. Just throw him to the Wolves, Justin Fields, against Aaron Donald and that defense. you're like, no, maybe not. Instead, they went with Andy Dalton, and he wasn't very good. But Fields, like, that was not the playbook for him. And you would figure with Nagy trying to save his job in an entire offseason after they drafted him out of Ohio State, that maybe he'd put together a package for him. But they didn't. Like, he's not a quick-read quarterback. That's just not him. Yet Matt Nagy, if you go back and you watch all the film from last year, it's 11 personnel shotgun offense, quick passing, just like Nick Foles or Andy Dalton would run. So I think with Luke Getze, and again, he's never called plays, but he has a full offseason with Justin Fields. Aaron Rodgers hypes him up. Aaron Rodgers loves all those dudes, though. It was Tom Clements years ago. That's why he's back as quarterback's coach this year. But with Luke Getze, I think he's going to realize what his strengths are. And if you go back, the reason I like Justin Fields so much at Ohio State was that offense that Ryan Day runs mid-range and deep throws. Like, he was the most accurate immediate passer on throws 11 to 20 yards in all of college football the last five years, not even just that year. He was great. The Bears, though, they averaged 9.9 yards to go on third down. The plays that Matt Nagy called on third down gained 0.9 yards. Their third down conversion rate was the worst (laughs) in the National Football League. And again, that's because they really couldn't run the ball. Uh, You never know what you're going to get from Montgomery. Fields was taking way too many sacks. He was running for his life. And he faced way too many third and eight, third and longs. And you don't want that with a young quarterback. I don't think that's going to be the case with Luke Getze. We don't know what his offense is going to look like. We'll get a better idea in the preseason, but at least we'll see some of these guys in the preseason. Uh, they have the some reasons I don't like them. They have the fourth easiest schedule of opponents. Uh, the, this is actually the reason I do like them. Fourth easiest schedule of opponents this year, which is actually the fourth largest improvement. Last year, they had the ninth most difficult schedule. So the schedule gets a little bit easier For sure. this year. David Montgomery... <clears throat> um, you know, he's been dealing with some stuff like off the field, some depression and whatnot. He just did that uh, press conference the other day. I like him. I just don't like him after initial contact. Like if you look at it last year, Pro Football Focus, 38th out of 44 ball carriers and yards per attempt. I actually like Khalil Herbert a little bit. Mm-hmm. He looks like the mo- more explosive runner. He just needs more touches. And I think they'll use him a little bit more in the passing game. Same thing with Montgomery. You already brought up the receivers. I'm not really high on them. We haven't even talked about EQ St. Brown, who was yeah. a Packer the last couple of years, came in with MVS. Neither of those guys really worked out. I just want to see Justin Fields better on first downs, though. Like on first down passes or first down scrambles, he was really, really good. So if he could just capitalize and become even better there, and they're not going, again, third and eight, dropping him back, I think they'll be all right. A little bit better on the That's- offensive side of the ball. Defensively, though, I think they're kind of screwed because they're starting two rookie corners. And look at the division. You're going against Aaron Rodgers twice. I don't care who the receiver is. You're going against Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, who's a top three receiver in the you're league. Get cooked. And then you're going against Detroit, who, you know, Detroit did add some pieces, but it's Jared Goff. So maybe you could steal a win from them. The Kyler... toss-ups are, are Houston, right? New York Giants. Yeah. New York Jets. Detroit. Atlanta. Washington. No? 
I got to look at teams. Yeah, yeah, the teams without elite wide receiver and quarterback play because they're starting two rookies, most likely a defensive back. Kyler Gordon, who they took in the second round out of Washington, who plays a bunch of zone-heavy coverage. And then uh, Jaquan Brisker, they took in the second round as well. So two rookies in that division, they may be screwed. In the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, everybody expects them to improve again this year. Aiden Hutchinson gets drafted out of Michigan to help fix that pass rush. The Vikings, they're probably a 10-win team at worst. Win total 9.5, minus 150 right now. I like the over. The Green Bay Packers, they're not going anywhere because they still have Aaron Rodgers, who the last two years has been on DMT, which is a, which is a hallucinogen, and still won MVP, and they got better defensively. Then there's the Bears. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bears to go 4-0, the Bears to go 0-4, the Bears to go 0-17 to make miss the playoffs, stage of elimination. I'll grab the prices here in a second, but just without uh, any of the odds, what would you do, if anything, with those bets while I pull this so up? So the four that I have uh, here, stage of elimination, where they're not making the playoffs, right? The easiest bet, no. not the best bet, but the easiest bet is that they're missing the playoffs, minus 450. They will not go to the playoffs. They're, that's not happening. No chance. Absolutely not. This defense isn't good. The weapons aren't good enough. You've got Justin Fields in a new system with new coaching staff and a bad O-line. This team's not making the playoffs. So minus 450, I hate the value. Yeah. But if you put $1,000 in to get whatever that math says back, I understand why someone would do that. I get that. Uh, they're not going for it, no. That's also not happening. Uh, definitely not. That's San Francisco, loss. Green Bay, loss. Houston, maybe. New York Giants, maybe. So you've got two toss-ups. So the only thing you could really think is, all right, well, go 0-4. Going 0-4 is plus 350. Yeah. The value there is worse than I would like. Um, they could very easily beat, not very easily, let's be honest. They're the team that everybody's excited about playing on the schedule. They are. So when they play the other teams that are excited about playing the Bears on the schedule, a la Houston, a la Giants. I can't just automatically give Chicago the win when I gave Houston and New York the win yeah. on the other side. Yeah. So that they could go 0-4 for sure. I think that's probably the more juicy bet at plus 350. So 
$3.50 for every dollar that you bet. That's probably what I would do in terms of those bets that we have for this segment. 0-17 is 80 to 1. Don't hate it. I don't think they're going to go 0-17. Yeah, but, but 80 to 1. The problem with the Bears is, like, even when the Bears have been a bad football team, they've always had an identity of what they are as a football team. You know, they've always had really good defenses, or at least really solid defenses. Obviously, when they were competitive with Lovey Smith and winning double-digit games and actually challenging the Packers in the NFC North, they had Lance Briggs, yep. they had Brian Urlacher, they had all those dudes, Alex Brown on the defensive line, they had a solid secondary with Charles Tillman, and then even the last couple of years, you know, when they've been a, when they've been a seven-win, eight-win football team with Matt Nagy, they still had Khalil Mack on the uh, defensive side of the ball. They had Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. Now it's pretty much Roquan Smith and two rookie defensive backs. They don't really have an identity because they're not great offensively, obviously. You know, they used to be a strong running team uh, years back with Thomas Jones and Cedric Benson. Rest in peace, of course. Um, Now it's David Montgomery who went healthy. I do like. I like Herbert a lot. We'll see if he gets some more carries. But I just don't know what to do with them this year. I feel like they're almost in football hell where I don't think they're bad enough to go like 0-17 or be a three-win football team so they get a top draft pick. I think they're going to be... I don't know, like a five, six win team. I wouldn't be shocked if they went over their win total. I wouldn't be shocked if they won two games or went 0 and 17, like you said, just because we don't really know what Justin Fields is yet. Yeah. But we need to see him with a capable play caller doing what he does best. And that's throwing the long ball and, you know, throwing the ball 15, 20 yards down the field, not averaging 1.3 yard per attempt. That's not going to win football games. Uh, the offensive line is so bad. But like you said, 0 and 4, I mean, maybe they beat the Texans. I would expect them to beat the Texans. I do think. At least with this you coaching would. staff, with Eberflus, even not having a bunch of talent on the defensive side of the ball, I do think he'll get the most out of those guys. Ooh, I do think, yeah, I do think that they could beat the Texans. So they open up with San Francisco. Let's look at it right now. So they'll be underdogs in at least 14 games on the look-ahead lines for, like, game of the year in the NFL. They're going to be favored in two games. The average line, about 3.5 points. Some uh, big lines, though, too. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay, so I Sam- saw one against uh, Green Bay. It was 10. I'd probably take the Bears in that spot. So they open up with San Francisco, six-and-a-half-point dogs uh, at home. Then mm-hmm. they're on the road. That's Green Bay's home opener. They're nine-and-a-half-point dogs. That'll probably close like 10, 10-and-a-half. I'm going to actually take the Bears. They, I mean, not the last couple of years, but usually, historically, they play the Packers pretty tough in the division games. Usually in the NFC North, like I take the first-year head coach to win the division because we've seen that so many times. Nagy won it his first year in Chicago. They won 11 or 12 games. I can't remember. Aaron Rodgers also broke his leg that year uh, and still played. Uh, LaFleur won it his first year. Zimmer was really good his first couple years in Minnesota. The problem is if I'm taking a first-year head coach in the NFC North, I'm going to go to Minnesota, and I'm going to take Kevin O'Connell, who has an actual NFL roster, not Matt Eberflus, who, who knows, might end up being the worst head coach in the NFL I didn't think he was even a candidate for a job. And uh, now he takes over the Bears with no offensive line, a second-year quarterback, his best wide receiver, like you said, is Mooney, who I do like, but on most teams is probably a two or a three on a 9-10 win football team. San Francisco, you would figure a loss unless Trey Lance is just a total bust and everybody on the defensive side of the ball breaks their legs. Green Bay, I do think that they could cover, but I think they lose. Houston, they're three-point favorites. That's one of the two games they're favored in. So they're only favored against... Houston, and then they're favored later on in the season against Detroit. I almost wish I could bet that right now, week 10. I know they're at home, but it's a pickup. It's a one and a half point spread. Detroit is going to beat them, and Detroit may beat them. So, by okay. A so, that, all right. So, then you've got a win in Houston or at home against Houston. You've got losses to New York. Is that right? 
so Giants. I would go. I would say they're going to lose to San Francisco. They're going to lose to Green Bay. I think they beat Houston, so they're one and two at that point. Mm-hmm. Giants are going to beat them. I'm in big trouble with that win total. All right. So, so where is the seven? So if if you think Detroit is an easy win for Detroit, Atlanta's a win. Then maybe the Jets are a win. I'd say week. The only for sure victory I would give the Chicago Bears this year, and again, there's some schedule spots where maybe, 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 maybe they could steal some games as dogs. The games where I would actually like them, week 11 against Atlanta. I do think they beat Atlanta. I think they're a better team than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, week three against Houston. Mm-hmm. I think maybe just maybe they split with Detroit, unless Detroit is what everybody's hyping them up to be. Um, Kneecap biters. Gosh, yeah, and then Washington. I mean, they're one. It's Washington's a pick. I just yeah. It's a two to five win team, most likely. I did us. I did the early odds show on six seventy. The score last week, and I had Winkler on Bart, and his hot take was they're a three win football team. And I that's not a bad take. At the time, I actually kind of argued it. I don't know. (laughs) It's a bad schedule. There's just so much unknown. I mean, if you look at the schedule, like there's three times where the team has a rest advantage over them. There's one time where a team is going to play a short week road game. Teams play on the road off Sunday night football or Monday night football twice. It's just the schedule. I mean, they have the fourth easiest schedule of opponents, but like still those opponents are better than them. Even if it is the fourth largest improvement from last year, they weren't good last year. And I just, it's, it's hard to really evaluate them with Justin Fields in a completely different offense. And they lost everybody. Like everybody you actually like on the defensive side of the ball is gone. Uh, Cleo Mack is gone. Robert, like I like Robert Quinn, and then you have two rookies and Brisker and Gordon in that conference and that division going against those quarterbacks and those receivers. Yeah, you might be right. I maybe zero and four, and then we just root for the Texans. But uh, nothing on this board for me. I would do with the Bears. I can't do anything with the Bears this year. I can't go over on the win total. Can't go under. Probably won't be betting them a whole lot. I just got to see it. I mean, who do you like for, on this team? Roquan Smith has played 95% of the snaps since he's been there. He makes plays all over the field. He was 24th last year among 85 qualified linebackers in yards per coverage, so you could leave him on the field uh, to cover. He had 12 tackles for a loss. He's solid. Jalen Johnson was actually pretty good in the secondary. Robert Quinn, I do like. I feel like one of Eddie Jackson. I feel like there's a chance maybe you move one of those guys. Eddie Jackson was kind of a disaster last year. I really liked him year one. coming back from injury. I liked him year one. The Bears screwed up, and I know their fans were all jacked when they said goodbye to Adrian Amos, but they should have paid him. Well, let's talk more Bears. Win, lose, all home games is available over at BetMGM. To win and lose all road games, also available over at BetMGM. And I'll jump on some prices here quickly after I get off the baseball screen. And to win and lose all six division games. Do you want me to give you the prices? I do. Yeah, if okay. If you don't mind. So to win all division games is 6,600 plus 6,600, so 66 to 1. Okay. To win all home games, goodness, plus 15,000. Chicago Bears to win all road games, plus, does some quick math, 200,000. Okay. Uh, Chicago Bears to lose all six division games, which I don't hate at all, uh, plus 1,000. Really? To lose all six division games is plus Mm 1,000? 10 to 1. Kind of spicy. Chicago Bears to lose all home games, 18 to 1. Chicago Bears to lose all road games, 7 to 1. All right. I really like that price on the division. Mm-hmm. In fact, I might actually bet that because, okay, so you're going to get Green Bay and you're going to see Green Bay Minnesota. pretty much right away. And they yep. get Green Bay at first on the road, and that's the home opener for the Packers. 
So that's a loss, especially with two rookie corners going against Aaron Rodgers. You lose everybody on the defensive line pretty much. So you're going to try to stop that run. I like Green Bay definitely at Lambeau. Yep. I love Aaron Rodgers at Soldier Field. The last time he was there, he told the fans that he effing owns them. So I'll go with the Packers in that game. Minnesota, I'm really high on Minnesota. So Played them I. over nine and a half wins. Um, and the- Minnesota's a really tough place to play. Every once in a while, they do play a crappy game at Soldier Field. And so our biggest liability then will be the Lions. And I like yes. the Lions a lot in Detroit. Easily, they could go into Chicago and beat the Bears. Yeah, I kind of I don't hate that at all. I think that would be one. my bet. Ten yeah. to one is a really good price. I guess they're expecting that it's going to be a toss up, and you probably figure they'll split with Detroit. But they saw that man. Dan Campbell highlight video from Hard Knocks where he said, "We can just tread water as long as we need to in order to bury you." Yeah, which didn't make any sense, and they realized maybe the Chicago Bears could steal one from the Lions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They figure, okay, Jared Goff's behind center, so. You still have a shot. I don't know, though, because, I mean, even if Goff is what he was last year, he was actually pretty solid. He has started in the Super Bowl. Granted, it was with Sean McVay calling his plays and kind of disguising that he can't throw the ball 15 yards down the field. But, I mean, with that run game, I think Swift could have a big year. I say that every year if he actually stays healthy, though. And I like Jamal Williams a lot, obviously, in the red zone. They add in the receiver room. Their defense is not great, but it's not like they have to stop Jonathan Taylor or, you know, one of the top backs in the league. It's Herbert and um, uh, I keep wanting to say Tariq Cohen. He's not there anymore. No, he's uh, not. David, David Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, David Montgomery. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. So I would probably go with them to lose all six division games if I was going to do anything. Let's take a look at their road schedule really quickly here and see how possible it is that maybe they drop them all. Because if we like them to lose on the road in Detroit, I mean... That's one of the toss-up games. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, because they'll be at home. Okay, so they're at home against San Francisco. So they're on right. the road against Green Bay. They're yes, nine-and-a-half-point they dogs. I'm going to chalk that up as a loss. Then they're on the road week five against Minnesota. Right now, that's yep. a touchdown game, six-point game. That's probably a loss. Atlanta is the game that you're worrying about. Yeah, they got New England week seven on the road. You would figure Mac Jones and the Patriots beat them. And then they go, wow, that's a brutal schedule right there. They go, mm-hmm. They go... At home against Washington, then on the road to New England, and then they turn around and go to Jerry's World the next week, and they play Dallas. They're seven-point dogs in that game on the road. Then they get a couple home games against Detroit, Atlanta, well, and then the they Jets. play Miami at home November 6th after yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Uh, they have three, like, I would call that three winnable games in a row in mid-November to end of November. And then they play Green Bay before the bye, and they will lose to Green Bay at home. So you're thinking, okay, well, Atlanta at Atlanta, New York at New York, both of those are toss-ups. Honestly, I don't hate that number. What is that number again? Hold and, on. and I would go with the road losses. because they're gonna, Plus 700. Plus 700, yeah, because Soldier Field is a crappy place to play. Not that there's like a real home field advantage or anything, but the field's terrible. Nobody likes to be there. And... What doesn't travel well on the road? I mean, they don't have a very strong run game, and then they don't have a very good offensive line. Like last year, their offensive line, I I forget how bad that offensive line was. They gave up a league-high 58 sacks. Fields, who is a rookie, was sacked on 11% of his dropbacks, which was the league's highest rate. I don't know that that offensive line got any better. Like They really added nothing to the offensive line. Even if he gets rid of the ball quicker and the play calling improves, there's just some tough defenses he has to play. Minnesota got better defensively. 
They were a nightmare last year, as we saw in that loss to Detroit, where they did nothing in the red zone. Goal line defense, they were like just giving the receivers like 15 yards of space. But Zimmer's gone, um, and they add Zedarius Smith. They should be better. Although yeah. I still don't like their corners really a whole lot. Green Bay, I love their corners. And then Detroit, I don't love their corners unless Akuda ends up being the a stud. Uh, yeah, a stud. He was the number three overall pick in the draft. He's still really young. It would help if they got any pass rush whatsoever, which Aiden Hutchinson should probably help that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, stopping the run would maybe help out a little bit too. Maybe. So that's probably what I would do. Uh, Bears lose all road games. You want to look at some Bears props? Probably, probably what I would do. Yeah, hit me with that. Yeah, anything. let me go ahead and see sure. some right here. Let me see what we have. I don't even know. Honestly, we're at to, we're to a point where the only Bears props we might even see are just Justin Fields. Let me just go ahead. I, like this is how bad this uh, receiving core. There's no David Montgomery props that exist. Yeah, and who are you gonna play at receiver? Mooney. Um, I don't think that exists. Maybe if you could get a, a nice number on somebody like Cole Komet, but gosh, I don't even know. Like Cole Komet last year. It was only his second season. Man, he's so young, too, that it might take him just another year or two. He's only 22 years old. And the problem was with Cole Komet last year was Jimmy Graham was on the roster. Yep. And for some reason, even though he's been washed for four years, Matt Nagy kept trotting him out there, and he was actually getting some targets. Yeah. Cole Komet last year had six red zone, six end zone targets. How is that even possible? So, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do anything with him. He had six targets in the red zone last year. With a rookie quarterback, and he was the tight end that you took in the first round. Mooney was pretty good. You look at his four years. I'm sorry. You look at his four. All right. So this is what we have: Darnell Mooney over 949 and a half yards. I'd do that. He caught 81 of 140 targets last year for over a thousand yards, four touchdowns. That was just last year. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. Allen Robinson's gone. Plus, Allen Robinson missed five games last year. Yeah, I'd go with Mooney. He caught five passes in every single game. When Allen Robinson was gone, he caught 25.9% of the team targets. He literally is the offense in the receiver room. I think he's the only guy they have. I'd go over that number. Then your only concern is, you know, him staying healthy, playing at least 15, 14, 15 games. Um, Yeah, I do actually like that with the new play caller. I don't hate that at all. And Matt Nagy being gone, you figured they'd probably push the ball down the field. I wouldn't do anything with Montgomery even if we could find his props, to be honest with you. Like, I'd rather play Herbert because I think Herbert – might actually get more carries. 899 and a half yards. For Herbert? Or, I mean, for Montgomery? Uh-huh. I'd go under. Same. Yeah, definitely go under there. I think they might use him a little bit more in the passing game. Yeah, and I don't like the offensive line. And you look at the defenses they're going to play against. I'd definitely do that. I'd definitely probably go under on that. Um, So that'd Let's be probably if we it. can find anybody else that's in there. Yeah, I don't see anybody else from the, from the Bears besides uh, our man Justin Fields. But, uh, yep, it's just Darnell Mooney and just David Montgomery. I think that there's not really much of a handicap on some of these other guys that we've never seen before. No, Jones is a rookie. Cole Komet um, should have a big year but never gets targeted. Uh, You got Mooney on the other slot. You got Pringle, who I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's probably not props for, and we don't even know what he's going to be. They bring in Sharp. Yeah, then David Montgomery. So uh, not a whole lot with the Chicago Bears this year, but, again, I uh, wouldn't be shocked if they did win eight games. Won't be shocked if they win three to four games in the NFC North. I just I don't really know about the North this year, and it's kind of t- uh, it's tough to handicap. You know the Packers. You expect the Packers to be good because they bring back their entire coaching staff. Lions actually bring back their entire coaching staff, but Minnesota and Chicago bring back nobody. Do you want a whole new roster? I have a receiving touchdown prop. 
for Darnell Mooney. What is it? Five and a half. Six I, touchdowns. I'd lean over, but Justin Jeff or Justin Jefferson. Justin Fields passing touchdowns are so low that I don't think I'd want to do anything. I can't like do that. that. Yeah. Too many good value bets on the board um, in the National Football League and college football to have my money tied up in the next six months for the Chicago Bears. So <laughs> I'll probably just leave it at that if I was going to do anything. I don't hate the uh, to lose all six divisional games. Me neither. Bet. But the only problem is, like, what if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and it's Jordan Love as starting quarterback? Or you worry about at the end of the season. The other thing is, like, a lot of these wins that we're just chalking up as wins or penciling in as victories. What if, like, the Packers or what if Minnesota gets off to – 11 and one start, you know, a 12 and one start with that added week. I think we might see some guys rest this year because you don't want to get all banged up and then hobble into the postseason. So that'd be your, that'd be your concern is maybe get like a Kellen Mond game mm-hmm. with Minnesota and he barely knows the offense. And then the bears steal a win because Minnesota already has it wrapped up. Cause if you were looking at green Bay schedule last year, the win total was 11 and a half. Or if you're in what happened on, uh, what happened week 18 is they already clinched the spot. So Aaron Rodgers only played a half against Detroit, and the Lions went into Lambeau Field and beat the Packers at Lambeau. That never happens. That's why the NFL is so tough to handicap once you get past like week three, week four, because injuries happen, and then teams wrap up their spots and just rest guys. So that's the only thing with playing a, with playing a prop like that. That's why I don't really want to do anything like that. I'd probably stay away, because maybe the Bears luck out and get, you know, Kellen Mond or Jordan Love or... God, I don't even know who the back, David Blau, whoever the hell the backup is, even in Detroit right now for Jared Goff. So nothing there for me. Nothing there for Watch me. Watch the Bears either. surprise everybody and win nine, ten games this year with absolutely nobody on the defensive side of the ball after losing Khalil Mack. What do you mean? Watch that happen? You don't believe that? I don't know. I mean, they, they they've done it before. Although the year that the last year they made the playoffs and won double digit games. Well, actually, I shouldn't say the last year they made the playoffs because they made the playoffs a couple years back with Trubisky when they had a losing record. But the year that they actually won the NFC North, I guess you did see it coming because right before the season, they traded away all those draft picks to the Raiders for Khalil Mack. So there was some hype going into the year. This year, they traded away Khalil Mack, and they let everybody else go. A couple of years ago, they they let Kyle Fuller walk, and that was yeah. their best corner. You know, he, They let him go to Denver to go play with Fangio. Yeah, they just, I, I don't know. They're such a weird team this year because they got, they're relying on a lot of young dudes. Anytime you're starting two rookies in the secondary, that's a tough team to back. But, uh, I, I, and I don't, obviously, I'm a Packer fan. I don't want them to win eight, nine games, but I do want Justin Fields to be good because I hate the knock on these guys when they come out of college. Like with Justin Herbert. Oh, he's not going to live up to the hype because he went to Oregon. Who cares? Justin Fields. Everybody was saying, well, when's the last time an Ohio State, or name one Ohio State quarterback that ever worked out in the league? I don't ever have an answer for that um, because <laughs> there hasn't, been, there hasn't been any from Ohio State. But uh, offenses change. Obviously, play calling changes. Head coaches change. Ryan Day, he's only been around a couple of years. They put a couple guys in there, but yeah, none of them ended up being good.